1: And we are on. And we're on. What's going on? I'm Lori. I'm the mom. Hey, I'm Liam, the daughter. All right, guys. So maybe uh, Wednesday when you listen to The Witch Whisper, you may have noticed that Leanne, my partner in crime, was not um, here. And there's a reason for that. And we said we would explain it. And so we're going to go a little bit into it. Um, we did... Uh, You know, talk about maybe not airing an episode this Friday, but we have been coming to you for the last year in this very chaotic world that we've been living in, trying to bring a little light into your life. And, you know, we're two human beings on the other side of that. And sometimes, you know, personal life is affected by that. And we were definitely hit hard this week. And I'm going to let Lee explain a little bit about it.
0: Hi. (laughs) Hi. (laughs) Okay. Um. I'll just be a little patient with me today. Mm-hmm. Um So a few days ago, one of my childhood best friends, her name was Mara. Uh Her and her boyfriend were murdered outside of their home in the town that we grew up in. I'm not going to go into, you know, crazy detail about it because it's very brutal and tragic and it was obviously very unexpected and it's just crushing to be honest so here's what I have to say about that um we joke a lot on here about how I don't have friends and how I didn't have friends growing up <laughs> and <laughs> you know there's a reason for that um admittedly I am kind of a hard person to get to know like to really get to know and that might be shocking to hear on here because I do you know we talk every week and I let you in but like on a personal level it's um really hard to get in here and I didn't have a lot of friends growing up you know I was nice to everybody at least I like to think that I was and I was pretty adaptable, like us air signs are, and, you know, but I had a very small, close group of friends that I could count on one hand. And, um, Mara was a part of that. She was funny as hell, and goofy and weird and, warm. And she did not deserve this. No one does. But. You know there's a reason that there's so many movies about. Your teenage years right. And like the friends you have in your teenage years. And that small group of friends that I had. Growing up I. Wouldn't have made it. Without them. And. I wouldn't have made it without Mara. And my heart is just... really hurting. And um, I'm gonna miss her. And... Lore's gonna miss her because, of course, anyone who was a friend of mine <laughs> was a friend of Lore's. Right. Mama Lore. <laughs> um, so... This is just, quite frankly, one of the hardest things I've ever come face to face with, and I didn't know if I could sit down and record, but I know that, you know, Mara was an Uncle Bob's listener, and when I tell you that any time you were around that girl, you were having fun, and she was just a light, and I know that Anytime something like this happens, you hear that, right? But she genuinely was just sweet and kind and warm. And so we're just going to
1: dedicate this episode to Miss Mara. Yeah. We're even drinking her
0: favorite (laughs) drink. She loved Tito's vodka, and I don't know why. (laughs) And- Mara, this to you, girl. It tastes like battery acid, but <laughs> it does. Um, so every week uh, we've been picking an organization to donate to, and this week, if it's okay, I'm going to put the link to her family's GoFundMe. Um, obviously, this is crushing. And I cannot even imagine what her family is going through. And the last thing that they should have to think about is the cost of a funeral. So, our love and support go out to the family. Yes. And I know that so many people loved Mara, and we really did. And, you know, if you are still in contact with that group that you had growing up, just. Tell them you love them and give them a hug. Cause this world is just a little dark and
1: And so we've decided to kind of change it up a little today. Yeah. And we're going to dedicate this episode to Mara. And we're gonna talk about Pittsburgh. Yeah. Her <laughs> our hometown, her her favorite place. And uh we've decided because you're so sad <laughs> to talk about some somebody yeah. that you love you know, your favorite thing about Pittsburgh your favorite person yeah because he brings you joy yeah listen i'm um quite frank <laughs> i'm just a mess right now yeah. and um we you said I, I don't know if i can sit down and do this but if i can talk about mr tom savini <laughs> then gosh darn it, I can do it. I
0: could do it. Um, Tom Savini makes me happy. Tom so. Savini makes you happy. So he's the, he's the man, he's the dude and he deserves, you know, he does. He deserves his own. He was going to be a witch whisper, but you know what? He fucking deserves a full length episode. So <laughs> this is going to be our Pittsburgh episode. We're going to drink our Tito's for Mara. Uh, it tastes like garbage. It does. And we're going to talk about My favorite Tom Savini because he makes me happy. I love love that. I hope you'll join. (laughs) I will try not to cry. I cannot
1: promise you anything. We're going to try to be our same witty selves and, uh, you know, but, uh, you know, be patient.
0: Yeah. patient with with us today. All right. So do you want to jump into it? Let's jump into it. Okay. All right. So let's talk about Tom Savini. Oh, gosh. Let's do it. I'm surprised it hasn't happened yet. The man. The myth. We've mentioned, but he, you know, he needs his moment. So there is a documentary called Smoke and Mirrors, the story of Tom Savini, Mm -hmm. and... (laughs) Are you kidding me? Yeah. I was like fucking sign me up. (laughs) Uh, 2015 was when it was made and it was directed by Jason Baker, who um, we know. Mm -hmm. So I guess, Mm -hmm. should we explain that? Yeah,
1: so a few years back, about, I think it was like two years before, you know, the pandemic hit and things shut down, uh, we actually worked for Steel City Con and we were, like we worked back in the in the celebrity area. Yeah. So when we sat down to get our assignments, I was graciously assigned to, um, you know, to be the the helper helper for Mr. Tom Savini all weekend. Lee was so jelly. When I fucking tell you, I was like, (laughs) I'm going to burn this whole place to the fucking
0: ground. (laughs) Like why?
1: Because you got Tatum O'Neill and Christy McNichol. (laughs) Yeah, that was a treat and I
0: got Tom Savini. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah, he's and a Ricky the Steamboat. Right on. Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, he's a national treasure and needs to be protected at all costs. That's great. Okay, so, but um, Jason Mm -hmm. uh, is always with Tom Savini. Correct, yeah. Uh, So we also met Jason, and he's also very talented, and he made this documentary about Tom. Mm -hmm. So I would highly suggest you go watch the documentary. It's awesome. There are tons of cool interviews with, like, if you love horror This is going to make you feel nice and warm and fuzzy like it did for me. (laughs) Um, Like Greg Nicotero's in there, Tony Todd, George Romero, Alice Cooper. I mean, it's all the greats. All the greats. Okay. So um, all of my information is coming from this documentary. Wonderful. All right. So Tom Savini, actor, Mm -hmm. stuntman, director, special makeup effects legend. Yes. Yes. That is a mighty hefty resume. A handsome guy. He's a handsome Good guy. Right. I'm just going to throw it in there. So you
1: were talking earlier about how every year on his birthday that mm. he posts
0: mm. a picture. What a, what a treat. And you're are, you're like first. You're waiting. <laughs> yeah. So he posts like a shirtless photo uh-huh. um, of him holding a birthday cake with, you know, the number of candles yeah. uh, every November. So look out for that. <laughs> Be on the lookout for I that. I stalk his Instagram page <laughs> every November third. I'm like, where's the shirtless?
1: Photo? Well, speaking of stocking, I, I oh. hope you're gonna. I hope you're gonna go way back. Her love of Tom Savini goes back to when she was a wee tot. When
0: I was a tiny tot. Yeah, yeah, I don't know how this happened. Like, I genuinely mm-hmm. don't. Like, mm-hmm. everyone my age was obsessed with. Like. Backstreet Boys dancing, yeah. and I was like, "Fucking Tom Savini!" Tom Savini. I remember I got that T-shirt
1: down at Slacker, of uh, the Tom Savini T-shirt, <sighs> mm-hmm. and then you stole it. And then we worked for the Renaissance Festival. I actually was the events coordinator there, and you I, were always in the cast. And yeah. you like stalked the man okay, when he came. Listen,
0: don't make me seem like a creep. <laughs> she was like, she's probably photo in many. Yeah. Tom so this Savini. was before like photo bombing was a thing but i used to like i would spot him and i'd be like enamored like enamored it's embarrassing i'm mortified and i would just like if i saw him walk past me i'd just like you know i would throw behind a little bit so i'm sure poor tom safini he's probably going through his pictures right oh there she is <laughs> there she is <laughs> of his family trips to the fucking rent and he's like who's this bitch in the back that was me hello it was me Lee (laughs) (laughs) me photo bombing I'm like I love you Uh, as tenacious D would sing Lee 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 nice okay so (laughs) here is the story of Tom Savini Uh, let's do it All right. born November 3rd so again make sure you check out the Instagram feed around then for the shirtless photo Uh, 1946 Mm -hmm. Um, yes I pulled up his chart he is a Scorpio son with An Aquarius moon, nice. And fact check, Jake over there has an, an Aquarius, Aquarius moon, moon, so obviously I have a type. All right, <laughs> um, he was born in Pittsburgh, PA. Um, he came from a big Italian family. Hello, uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> there you go. I am also Italian. <laughs> <laughs> this is just, do You see the connection? <laughs> We're connected. Um, his dad was a steel worker, of course, oh, Pittsburgh.
1: My, my dad is a steel worker. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Again. Again. Connect. Um, but in the documentary, he talked about how his dad was kind of like a jack of all trades. Like he mm-hmm. could do anything. He was a carpenter, a bricklayer, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Tom was very influenced by this way of life, right? Uh-huh. Like he learned to also be very versatile. Yeah. Okay. Jack of all trades. Yes.
1: Master of none. Yes.
0: But um, he is a master. Master of all, yeah, um, and so he learned to do many things himself. Um, they did grow up poor, mm-hmm. and so he talked about how he would escape into movies because it was like a way to kind of just visit another world, mm-hmm. right? And I think we all can relate to that absolutely. a little bit,
1: absolutely.
0: Um, was specifically drawn to horror films even at a young age, which I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, and his mother would let him sneak downstairs to watch horror movies at night. Wow. So he had a nice mom. I, know, well, I said, does that sound familiar? <laughs> the first movie I ever remember seeing was The Lost Boys because this one acted like she didn't see me creeping down the steps. I'm like, I think I watched this? The Lost
1: Boys again. <laughs> exactly.
0: Um, so love that. Hey, love that connect because he was
1: actually in one of the – sequels right
0: yeah we don't talk about the lost boy sequels <laughs> how many times do i have to tell you <laughs> we don't bring those up um not even tom savini could save those okay <laughs> shit oh shit okay so the movie that really grabbed him was a uh, man of a thousand faces which he saw oh, when he was young i, I have never that one se- i yeah. have never seen this movie and mm-hmm. now of course i'm gonna have to yeah. check it out Um, But he talked about how this movie showed him that someone actually creates the monsters. So, like, up until then, he was, you know, he would watch all of these horror movies and monster movies. But this movie showed him that, like, someone has to make those, Mm -hmm. right? Because uh, I guess the movie is about the life and career of Lon Chaney, um, who did his own makeup Mm -hmm. and was known for being very... Versatile. Mm-hmm. So um up until that point, he never really thought about like who made the monsters and yeah. this kind of sparked his interest. Mm-hmm. Um so from then on, he was interested in special effects makeup. Super cool. Nice. Um he would try to turn his friends and family into spooky monsters that he <laughs> saw in famous monsters magazine. That'd be like the best. Right? Hey, like, can I turn you into a monster? Like, fuck, yeah. Fuck yeah. Make me Dracula. <laughs> That's all I've ever wanted. <laughs> Um, but then he got into acting. And he played Dracula in a traveling show at age 14, and he just fell in love with the theater specifically. Oh, I, know. I know. So, uh, George Romero, mm-hmm. okay, also you know Pittsburgh fame, yeah. was looking to make a romantic film set uh, in the medieval time period, and so he actually went to local theater productions to look for actors, and he found Tom Savini in a high school play. Nice. Okay, um, that movie never actually happened, but... Later on down the line, they would mm-hmm. collab. You know, collab and work together mm-hmm. a lot. Um, so Tom actually enlisted in the army and was a photographer. So like he would photograph like the, the scenes, which mm-hmm. I didn't know that was a mm-hmm. thing, but I've, I found that kind of interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's like fucked up, but for the Vietnam, for Vietnam. Yeah. yeah. Um, so in 1969, he returns from Vietnam and he just wasn't the same. Of course, I think we can all understand that. Um, But he got back into the theater and it kind of like brought him back to life. He acted in plays, but he also was the makeup director for a bunch of theaters. Mm -hmm. So he would like be the makeup director, would be doing all the makeup, but then would act in the plays for years. Yeah, And he got his first special effects movie gig with Death Dream in 1974. And from there, he just did not stop. He just kept the going. The man just kept going. He was a force to be reckoned with. Yeah, still is, baby. Still is. So he found his stride in the late 70s, early 80s when he linked back up with Romero. Yeah. Yes. Uh, they did Martin and Dawn of the Dead, and became known as, like, an unstoppable duo in the horror genre. Love that. I know. Um, moving into the 80s, people would go to the movies to see his gore effects specifically, and this was, like, kind of new. Mm-hmm. Like, it really created yeah. a buzz around the effects. Yeah. Um, and this became known as the splatter decade of horror.
1: Nice.
0: Yes, and that only just kept going with Friday the 13th in nineteen eighty. Mm -hmm. which you talked about. I talked about a few episodes back. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of people outside of the horror community might not know, um, but I love to tell people this is like he created the first Jason. Yeah. Like the Jason that was floating in the water in the first movie. That was Tom Savini. That is so awesome. I know. So he made the effects really simply Mm -hmm. for him, Mm -hmm. right? But they looked super complicated and very, very real. Mm -hmm. Um, And because of that kind of style of his, he became known as the Sultan of Splatter. Ooh,
1: I love that. (laughs) The Sultan
0: (laughs) of Splatter. Super cool, huh? Mm. Uh, Most people assumed that Uh, He loved blood and gore because that was very heavy in his early works especially. Mm -hmm. But he really had a passion for monsters like we Mm -hmm. talked about at the beginning. So Creepshow came along in 82 and he was able to actually make the monsters like he always wanted. Most notably Fluffy if you have seen Creepshow. Mm -hmm. It's like Mm -hmm. the big like yeti looking monster. So from there he went on to direct and act uh, from Dust Till Dawn, put him on the map. As Girl. an actor. And I I think that that was the first... Was that the first time I... I think that was the first time I saw Tom Savini. I was like, who
1: is that? Who's <laughs> this guy? Who's this guy? Are you going
0: to tell your story?
1: <laughs> which one? <laughs> I was going to say which one. So, I one. mean, while we were at the convention, oh, you God. were able... He signed uh, a From Dust Till Dawn poster for you. He did. He did. To Lee. He wrote my name, everyone. To Lee from Tom Savini. Mm-hmm. Now, you remember that hypothetical... <sighs> That hypothetical question you sometimes get, like, if you had five seconds to grab whatever you want. In your house. In your house. Yeah. You, have five, you have five minutes and you got to grab your most important things, get out. Well, hypothetically, that did happen to us. <laughs> really, really, <laughs> and, really and, fucked up. But it did. A fucked up situation happened and that really happened to us. And one of the things that you grabbed was that signed poster from Tom Savini. I was like, if I don't
0: fucking get Tom Savini out of here, I... <laughs> Along with the Robin Gibb lunchbox, I might add. <laughs> Those two things. My wedding cake topper. Yep. Uh My Tom Savini autographed poster. <laughs> and my Robin Gibb lunchbox. I think there might be something wrong with me. I'm like, wait. <laughs> um, good choices, good that choices. That is how much I love Mr. Savini, okay? Mm-hmm. Um So... In 2000, the Tom Savini Special Makeup Effects Program opened at the Ah. Douglas Education Center in PA, where he developed the curriculum, and it's now known as one of the best in the United States. people come from all over the world to go to the school, and it was right in our backyard. I know, and it's an actual degree program, which Mm -hmm. is kind of rare for, like, the special effects makeup, so Mm -hmm. it's really cool. We visited there before I wanted to go there, and I still, to this day, like, Jake is like, one day when we're, like, you know, old and we can retire like i'm gonna get you to that school like i will go to that school um yeah yeah so, we toured the school it was so awesome so cool they have a bunch of like works from students in there and it's yeah. just like a basic it's basically yeah. a big museum of like yeah. special effects stuff yeah. it's super cool if it's you're in the cool. area i would highly suggest you mm-hmm. go and visit they have a website if you're at all interested in special effects makeup uh, this please is the place go to check go. it yeah. out Um, So in the documentary, it started to talk about, you know, more of his personal stuff, which, again, I recommend you go and watch. But it basically talked about how he got custody of his daughter Mm -hmm. and became a full time single father. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, but he started to miss like work opportunities Mm -hmm. and it kind of like slowed his career down a little bit because he was focused on being a father. Uh Um, And as he's gotten older and his family grew, uh, he slowed down. He talked a lot about how his hands like kind of, Mm -hmm. um, which uh, even me at 27 I'm not kidding like I've been an artist for a long time and my yeah. hand like I mean yeah. they just start tensing up so I yeah. can only imagine right. like that special effects you're in there yeah. with your hands so we follow him on social media and he
1: is like such a family guy he is it's and very sweet it is
0: so cool to
1: like see all of his pictures with his family I know Super yeah.
0: priority yes it's very cute Um, but he still collaborates and consults mm-hmm. and he has an effects studio called Colossus some effects studio with Jason Baker who we talked about earlier so from their website it says it is the creative brainchild of legendary special effects master Tom Savini and renowned artist and effects creator Jason Baker and they specialize in on-screen special effects so even though he said he slowed down man is still killing it (laughs) can't be stopped He's fucking a, legend. He's going to keep going. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So that's his story. So I wanted to talk just a little bit about why is he the best? Why is he the best, why, Liam? If you are in the horror community and you don't know who Tom Savini is, shame on you. <laughs> you are no longer allowed to be in the community. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, so obviously he's just incredibly talented all around. Right. Like really incredible mm-hmm. artist. Um, but his visual style and really Realistic effects brought life to films that wouldn't have been there otherwise. Right. So he really, like, you know, carved a path for for that kind of shit. So he originated techniques still used all throughout the genre. Genre. Oh my genre. God. I cannot say genre. You like, started that, it, genie, <laughs> genie. <laughs> That did not help. That actually made it worse. Genre. Genre. Oh my God. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so originated techniques still so used all throughout the genre. So think like he had a big hand in how like zombies mm-hmm. uh, progressed, a big hand in obviously the Jason franchise. I mean, like this yeah. man was a part of it all. Legendary. And he, there was a part of the documentary where he talked about effects and he he said that he thinks of effects like illusions and magic. And I I just thought that that was really cool. Um, so he's responsible for a lot of iconic horror imagery. Like I just said that you think of when hearing horror movies, Mm -hmm. like I just said, think signature zombies, like Romero zombies. Yeah. Tom Savini. Right. Okay. Um, really made a name for himself that special effects artists just weren't doing at the time. Mm-hmm. Like, if you think about it, like, uh, way back, actors were responsible for doing their own makeup. Right. Okay? And then, you know, even when special effects, you know, came on the scene, like, th- they were behind the scenes kind of right. people. But not Tom Savini. Like, there was a clip of him on The Letterman Show talking about special effects. Yeah. And, like, that just... Wasn't yeah. a thing, right? So fucking Tontovini, I'm telling you, the bomb. So cool. Um, yeah, he's known as being resourceful, inventive, a master of all. He can do effects. He can do anything you ask Acting. him to do. Like there's tons of interviews in the doc about like how last minute they had to hurry up and you know, put a kill scene in and they didn't know how they were gonna do it, and Tom Savini was like, Oh my god. Well just let me in and he did it in like two seconds He's and like it looked amazing. Complete MacGyver.
1: Yes. And yes. he was just a fucking master. There's a paper clip and a wad of gum. I can do it. Literally. That's what it said. <laughs> like just the shit that he would pull out of
0: his ass. <laughs> just like, okay, but then it looked like yeah. like no one else Masterful. could have done it. Right. Um so he has inspired artists, directors, film writers, etc. Yeah. I mean and I
1: wonder, like, the students coming out of his school, oh my God. like, my gosh, like, I'm sure their you, resumes
0: are crazy. You can go online and they have, like, stuff that past students have mm-hmm. done. I mean, mm-hmm. the, it, he has inspired so many people and the, in the uh, artists that work at that school. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just next level. Yeah. Um, do you remember the show Face Off? <laughs> um, you love that. I loved that show. It was, it was like it was, a guest judge often. I know. Well, because a lot of his students, so it was, if you don't know, Face Off was, I think it was on Sci-Fi. fi yeah. And it was like a special effects makeup competition. Oh, oh my god, that. if you can find it. I was obsessed. Obsessed. If you can find it, go binge. You will see Tom, okay? But a lot of his students yeah. were contestants and a lot of them actually won. Yeah, like one gal won. Yeah. Nora, what, is
1: that was Nora Hewitt,
0: yeah, I loved her. Yeah. That. Okay, so, now that I have told you about Tom, and mm-hmm. I wanted to do it in this order so that you could maybe appreciate it more. Uh,
1: I love it. Okay,
0: here are movies that Tom Savini has worked on for special effects and makeup. You ready? Give it to me, girl. Dawn of the Dead, Martin, Friday the 13th, Friday the 13th, the final chapter, The Burning, which I have to interject and say that The Burning, mm-hmm. totally underrated horror movie. There you go. Maniac, Night Riders, The Prowler, Creepshow, Creepshow 2, Day of the Dead, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, and Monkey Shines. And that's just, I mean. That's just a smattering. It's just a little smattering. Just a little taste. Mm-hmm. Here are movies that Tom Savini has acted in. Because mm-hmm. I'm sure you've seen him and you just don't oh, know. Oh, no. uh, yeah. From Dust Till Dawn. Of course. Sex, <laughs> sex Machine. I love it so much. Uh, Zach and Mary make a porno. Mm -hmm. Uh, Django, the perks of being a wallflower, and lock and key. Who was he in lock and key? He was in lock and key, and... If you don't know, um, if you join our Patreon, we do, yeah. um, like a Patreon exclusive episode yeah. every month and, uh, our one friends, Phil and Keith, they did lock and key yeah. on a guest episode and I am going to call Phil immediately after this and yell at him because he didn't fucking mention Tom Savini in that episode and I'm <sighs> upset. Phil. How could you forget the most important ingredient? You're dead to me now. <laughs> <I> know. We're <laughs> no longer friends. <laughs> no. Um, so that is Tom Savini. Um. What a great homage I, to a wonderful man. Yes. I have to say, like, as a creative person from the time I was little, mm-hmm. I just admired him so much. Mm-hmm. Like, he's so talented, and it just, like—this might sound weird, but you know how some artists, like, it just oozes off of them, and everything mm-hmm. they do is, mm-hmm. like, art? Yeah. That is how I look at him. Yeah. I just think, like, dude, everything you touch is oh, super yeah. cool, and yeah, just— how many film writers and mm-hmm. like people in the horror genre that he has inspired, like movies wouldn't exist if he had not been in the, Yeah, I just, uh, I just admire I mean, that man.
1: Yeah. And I have to say from my own personal experience, I mean, I, we've, we've told stories here, so I've been around celebrities, you know, in my <laughs> life. <been> around <laughs> celebrities, I have been around a few. Um, and so when I was, uh, Got the gig to work with him for the weekend. I was very intimidated. You, were. I was very intimidated. <laughs> like I'm working with Tom Savini, man, um, and the nicest man. So the nice nicest man. Mm-hmm. Like so humble and just real, like a real fucking person. And yeah, he so was very
0: cool. If you have a chance, so he does. I mean, COVID is it's kind of weird now. But when conventions start opening up, and if you see him at a convention, please go talk to him. Like I you will not regret it. You will not be disappointed. So nice, so kind, so warm, mm-hmm. loves to talk about. Yeah movies and he's like a big goofball he's like a total geek just like us exactly he's a total goof um i like (laughs) i walked up to him and was a total dweeb like i literally was like oh my god she's like oh my god (laughs) it's my idol and he was just like the coolest and so was jason so Mm -hmm. if you ever see either of them i highly recommend going and chatting with them yeah just super cool um and go and just Indulge yourself in some Tom Savini movies. There's plenty to choose from. If you love horror movies the way I do, I mean, this man is the goat. Iconic. 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 So thank you, Tom Savini, because I don't think I could have talked about anyone else today because I'm so sad, but you just brought me some smiles and some... Little sunshine. Positive vibes, so... You just have to think of him and his birthday cake. Um, I think about it often. (laughs) Watch, I'm going to frame, I'm just going to frame the photos of him shirtless every year for his birthday, make a little collage. Oh my God. Collage. (laughs) That's hilarious. So that is my favorite Tom Savini. I love that. And I think it
1: is wonderful. I mean, he is the Pittsburgh mascot.
0: He is right. Yeah, he's a Pittsburgh treasure. I mean it. Protect he is. him at all costs. I love that. I love that. Yeah. So on that note, I, I
1: rearranged, and I am talking about Night of the Living Dead. Are you? You know, we cannot talk about Pittsburgh films without bringing in Night of the Living Dead. You have to, right? I can't believe yeah. we haven't got to uh, to this movie yet. Yeah, that's kind of shocking to be honest. We haven't tapped into George Romero at all. We have not. Uh, So, 1968 horror thriller, written, directed, photographed, and edited by George
0: Romero. Another master. What the hell? Another
1: master, co written by John Russo. I want to bring that in there. Uh, But he is, this movie is considered one of the most successful independent movies ever made. Really? Yeah. So the budget was $114,000 in 1968. Wow. Okay? Mm-hmm. So imagine what that would e- equal out to today. Uh, and it grossed uh, eventually $30 million. So that was 263 times more than the budget. Wow. Money, money. <laughs> money, money, money. <laughs> <laughs> so the cast, Dwayne Jones is Ben, Judith I'm probably butchering this. Odea, O Odea. I don't know. Maybe it sounds good. As Barbara, <laughs> uh, Carl Hardman is Harry Cooper. Marilyn Eastman is Helen Cooper. Keith Wayne is Tom. Judith Ridley is Judy, and Kara Shone as Karen Cooper. Right. So this movie is great. It's in black and white. It is. It is filmed in Pittsburgh. Which is great, right? Yeah, you
0: can go to the cemetery. Yes. Hey, girl. Oh, shit. I'm sorry. Shut it. Be nice to me today. (laughs) God. God, Mom. (laughs) All right.
1: So, Johnny and Barbara arrive at the cemetery to put a wreath on their father's grave. And Johnny is bitching up a storm about the drive because it's three hours outside of Pittsburgh. And they're spending like six hours in the car for five minutes at the cemetery. Oh, right, all right, shut up, Johnny. Johnny, you pain in the ass? All right, so Johnny remembers that when they used to come to the cemetery when they were younger, that Barbara was very afraid of the cemetery, and you know, as he's speaking, there's like a man walking through the cemetery. What's up? And he's like, "Hey, what's up, dude?" Mm-hmm. Um he's like, "Are you scared, Barbara?" And here comes the iconic line. They're coming to get you, Barbara.
0: <laughs> you nailed that. Did I? That was 10 out of oh 10. Oh, my God. I'm delivery.
1: I'm, I'm in the 27th remake. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. All right. So when the, the man approaches, he is actually a zombie. <gasps> Although they are never referred to as zombies in the movie. I didn't know that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's more like uh, ghouls. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, so he attacks Barbara. And they quickly realize that something is amok.
0: (laughs) Why are you trying to eat me?
1: Johnny jumps in to help. (laughs) Bye-bye, Johnny. So long. You seem kind of like an asshole anyway. (laughs) So long, Johnny. Mm -hmm. Uh, Barbara runs away, and she's chased by the zombie. Who is actually pretty spry for a zombie? <laughs> he looks like he's out for a jog. Actually, he's a runner. He's, a he's jogging, oh, no. <laughs> and he doesn't look actually very zombie-like. No, no, not like the zombies that we know that from you know, like right. that from The Walking Dead right. or anything like that. He actually looks like Lore <laughs> when she wakes up in the morning after a night of drinking. <laughs> Just a, little parents, just a little tussled Oh, no. Uh, so, obviously, Barbara's, like, freaked out, and she does the run. The girl run. The run. The, the slow-mo girl run. Oh, my God, you know, right? Yeah. And she runs to the car, which, of course, per usual, there's no keys in the ignition. You know why? Because Johnny has the fucking keys. She's got to go back to Johnny. And Johnny's bye-byes. Oh, no. So you know what? She's just, she's <laughs> running. She's just running. And the, and the zombie's not far behind oh because he, he's jogging. <laughs> <So> <laughs> she happens upon a farmhouse. Okay. And she goes in. It appears to be abandoned right? Yeah. And she don't know what the hell's going on (laughs) except there's a lot of like animal heads on the walls that they use kind of as like a scare tactic like she's in there and she's like looking off right and, and then it's like you know That's like how
0: i feel when i see dead animals on people's I'm like, walls i'm sorry <laughs> i'm like how could like you sleep at night
1: when i walk in and see 50 deer heads on your wall <laughs> and, and for that reason i'm out we're just playing <laughs> we cannot be friends no <laughs> so shortly after a car pulls up and we meet the male lead ben Hello, Ben. Hello, Ben. He kind of seems to know what's happening. Ben's a cool dude. He's a cool dude. Okay. He's a righteous dude. <laughs> uh, Barbara is pretty much catatonic at this point, and she just keeps going like, "What is happening? What is happening?" And I'm like, "Barbara, I ask the same question every fucking day. What the f- fuck is happening?" Me for the
0: last 48 hours. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. What
1: is happening? Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, "Calm down, Barbara. Calm down. You know," um, which she does not do. Oh no. So she does not calm down, um, and she keeps <laughs> saying, "We have to wait for Johnny." And he's like, "Bitch, Johnny." He's <laughs> been fucking dead. Johnny's gone. Fucking drop it, uh, you Barbara. You know, finally has to slap that gal. <laughs> and you know, Let's Babs out of it. Babs passes the fuck out. <laughs> oh no. Good night. <laughs> Good night, Babs. Uh, so then, apparently, there are like five people that were hiding in the basement, and they appear, right? And they all agree that they're going to work together to try to survive. And we they find an old radio, and they put it on, and it's like, beep, beep, beep. Like, this is the state of the world, you know? I know. That always there, creeps me I out. know. It is, it's a creepy It's tactic. very creepy. It is, right? Nailed it. Um, so they're giving updates on what's happening and, you know, what's going on, and why these people are eating other people. And eventually, as in any good zombie flick, one by one, they all get chowed on. Uh, you guessed it. Barbara is confronted by Big Bro Johnny. Oh, as a zombie. Uh, as a zombie. And Ouch. he drugs, drags her. Drogs. <laughs> he drags <laughs> he <drugs> her. He drags her. What's that? <laughs> he drags her into the swarm of zombies and Babs is out. Oh, so long, right? Barbara. Bye-bye, Barbara. Mm-hmm. Uh, Barbara. <laughs> Nailed it again. <laughs> uh, ben is the sole survivor. Nice. He's the hero. Killing it, Ben. Um, and at the very end, the police are sweeping the area. And mistake Ben for a zombie and take him out. Like, what the fuck? What? Like, what? Can, are you kidding? <laughs> no. Dude survived that entire time. Just to be
0: taken just out. Just to be taken out. Well, like, what the fucked. hell? That's fucked.
1: Okay. So, go watch this movie. It's like freaking iconic. It is. So, you know, we cannot talk about this movie without talking about Mr. George Romero. You can't right? talk about Pittsburgh without talking about George. Right. Romero. So he is an American filmmaker and he is sometimes referred to as the godfather of the dead or father of the zombie films. Okay. Right. Fun. I love these like horror nicknames. Right. Yeah. He's got some nicknames. Hmm. Uh he was born February fourth in nineteen forty. Um, and passed away July sixteenth in 2000. Two, two, right. <laughs> In 2000, <laughs> oh my God, 2017, Mara, your Tito, it's, it's, it's getting me girl, it's getting me girl, Oh, all shit. right, he was born in uh, New York, in the Bronx, oh it, really, yeah, uh, attended Carnegie Mellon University in Pittsburgh. Mm. And after graduating in 1960, started his career doing commercials and short films. Okay. So I found this very interesting. And Jake, you might have to fact check me out. <laughs> he was filming a segment for another iconic Pittsburgh person, Mr. Rogers.
0: I thought you were going to say Donnie Iris.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he was filming a <laughs> video. A rock video for Donnie Dwani Iris. Donny Iris. Um, so he's filming a segment for Mr. Rogers Neighborhood in which Mr. Rogers gets a tonsillectomy Okay. <laughs> That'd be a weird episode. Strange. And somehow that inspired him to head into making horror films. <laughs> this sounds like such a bizarre story, right? I love that so I much. I checked three different sources though. Let That's- me have another drink. <laughs>
0: Oh, no. All right.
1: That's actually fantastic. I kind of love that. Right? (laughs) Yeah. So he and nine friends started uh, Image 10 Productions in the late 60s -hmm. and created The Night of the Living Dead in 1968. Nice. I did say that was in black and white, right? You did. Which would actually become a defining moment in modern horror cinema. Yeah. Okay. So the film would become a cult classic. Even today, it's still considered a cult classic. 100%. 50 years after, you know, more than 50 years um, after its release. Um, He would then release uh, three other films where he wrote them. Always Vanilla. Season of the Witch. Which... Mm was hilarious and that will be tackled at some point oh that's going to be a good one and the crazies uh, which was later remade oh i love that love that movie uh these films were not as well received as night of the living dead and Mm -hmm. so romero in 1978 would return to his zombie roots uh, and release such films such as dawn of the dead day of the dead land of the dead there's i mean there's many (laughs) Outer
0: space of
1: the um, dead. There's so many. <laughs> yeah. Um, his credits also include Creep Show, which was written by mm-hmm. Stephen King. Uh, and this led to Romero's creation of Tales from the Dark Side. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And this television show was on for about six years. Um, and his accomplishments go on and on. I mean, there are so many. Please go like. It's a long list. Uh, it's a long list. This man is iconic. Uh, interesting enough, you know, Tom Savini and George Romero uh, met when Savini auditioned for that film you talked about that yeah. was never made. Um, and when, and he actually brought his makeup kit to the audition.
0: I love him so much. I know.
1: And so when George Romero started making Night of the Living Dead, he remembered mm-hmm. and, and contacted him. But he was, uh, you know. Elsewhere. Photo... Photographing. <laughs> photographing uh, in the Vietnam War. Um, but he did actually come out and then those two worked on several films, as you already mentioned. And then uh, Tom Savini actually directed the 1990 remake of Night of the Living Dead. He did. Yes. So those two were uh,
0: BFFs. They were pals. It was right. a bromance. It was a bromance. We love to see it.
1: Mm-hmm. All right. So George Romero and Night of the Living Dead are historic in the fact that it was like one of the first films to show like a lot of gore, mm-hmm. you know, on yeah. film and actually to feature a black man as a male lead mm-hmm. in a time when like the civil rights movement was wrapping up and it was actually released the same year that Martin Luther King, oh, yeah. you know, was assassinated. So that was like epic. a big deal. Yeah. It was a big deal. Um, so it was really uh, the initial. <laughs> <laughs> blip, blip. You're making T- me giggle. I curse you. <laughs> Mara's getting you with that. <laughs> Tito's real bad. So, really, the initiator of regional filmmaking and showing that you did not have to make a film in Hollywood mm. to make a quality pick. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cool. Um, one of the first films added to the National Film Registry of the Library of Congress. Wow. Right? Okay. So, you know. I'm sh- I, we've talked about this before but when a film is introduced into the Library of Congress it's because it's iconic right. and it serves as you know a part of history so For hello sure. Big one deal. of the first that is uh, so you can attend the living dead weekend held in Pittsburgh mhm uh visit some of the filming locations including sorry uh, the Evans City Cemetery and the Monroeville Mall yeah where our, fin- our friend Christian sculpted a bust of George Romero, and Mm -hmm. it is on display at the mall. Um, Check out and support or grab some swag from the George Romero Foundation. Oh, yeah. Or when you're attending the Tom Savini School of Special Effects, you can also take the George Romero Filmmaking Program at the Douglas Education Center.
0: That is just so cool. Dude, if I were 20 years Mm younger— Bitch, I would have been right there. I know. Maybe yeah. me and you, like when we're like in our old age, you know, me, you and Fact Check Jake, we're just going to go. We're just <laughs> going to go. And I'm go. like rocking on my rocking chair. You can go to the George Romero. Me and Jake will be in the Tom Savini. Are hope go. he's still taking shirtless photos. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to yeah. be a good time. And then you can create some special effects makeup. For to, your movie. that you For my make. movie that wow. I'm going to
1: make, which is entitled... Never mind. I'm not even going to say it. Say it. Nope. Say it. I already said I'm writing an autobiography. <laughs> it's called Treading Water. Oh, my God. <laughs> TM. TM. <laughs> oh, no. All right. And so that is my little chat on Tom Sedini. <laughs> now, you talked about Tom yeah. I, I th- talked about George Romero.
0: <laughs> I love that you're like low key tipsy I would key, like to. I would like, t- t- to say,
1: I would like to say that it is all the alcohol, but it could just be the. You know. <laughs>
0: this episode is not sponsored by
1: Tito's. No, as a matter of fact, when we went to get it because this is Mara's favorite uh, beverage, um, I said I don't think we'll find it at the liquor store. We we'll probably have to go to the gas station to get this because and it tastes it tastes like, like gasoline. Fluid. It tastes like gasoline, so, so there you go. go enjoy a nice cup of tea. Not sponsored. Oh my god. So that is our homage. To Miss Mara, the beautiful soul that she is, and she yeah. will be dearly missed, and we love her. Yeah, we do. And uh, we wanted to tap into our Pittsburgh roots,
0: and... Yeah, I mean, we, um, I'm going to be honest, we couldn't, you know, we're out in Seattle now, and we couldn't make it back for the funeral. And so, um, yeah, just wrapping ourselves in a little Pittsburgh love, um, Yeah, you know. It feels nice, and you made me giggle. Did I? Yeah. (laughs) And I didn't think I would do that for a while, so that's exactly why I thought it was a good idea to sit down and do this, so thank you. Yeah, that's why they call me the mama bear. You are the mama bear. (laughs) I love
1: you, girl. I love you, too. All right, and with that... You know, we will see you next week. Are you forgetting killer quotes? God damn it. I didn't even come up with a fucking killer quote. (laughs) God dang. (laughs) Are you okay? Get out. (laughs) Uh, I'm kicked off the show. You are. I'm going to be replaced. You are.
0: All right. With that, it's time for killer quotes of the week. (laughs) All right. Mine is, film is a truly magical medium from Mr. Tom Savini. Ugh, I love that man. Mm -hmm.
1: All right. So I'm going to try to bring a little humor into the situation. Okay, It's hard. It is. But I remember one time driving you guys when you were in, I think, middle school. I think you were in middle school, high school. I'm not (laughs) sure. And we're driving along, and somehow we got on the topic of... Napoleon. <laughs> I don't know how. Huh? I don't know if it was like a social studies project or Probably. what. But we're talking about Napoleon Bonaparte, right? <laughs> and Miss Mara in the back says, ooh, I love that ice cream. <laughs> 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 oh, no. You know, she was referring to Neapolitan, <laughs> <laughs> the strawberry <I'm> <laughs> and chocolate. Oh, so, my girl, God.
0: We love you. I love that girl so much. Rest uh, in peace. We will miss you so much. We will miss you. Um, thank you for hanging tight with us today. I know that this was a little different, but I really appreciate it. Um, and if you you know, want to check out that GoFundMe, that would... Be Be a big help. So give your loved ones an extra big hug and a kiss tonight. And we love you and thank you for always being here for us when we need you.
1: Yep. We love you and extra shout out to Mr. Tom Savini for making my baby girl smile. Yeah. All right. TTFN. All right. Cut, print, check the gate. Moving on.